Hey, everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. If you lend someone $20 and never see that person again, it was probably worth it. My name is Thomas. I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking this morning? Good, man. Good. Just water right now. I'm keeping it, uh, keeping it easy. I can't make any boring jokes about that. <laughs> I'm drinking nothing, actually. Really? Yeah. We, well, we led right from this interview from the last one, so I didn't have any time, but that's okay. I'm pretty good. Full of coffee. And uh, today we are talking to Catherine Flynn, who is the content director at SavingForCollege.com. And I'm pretty interested in doing this episode because as somebody who writes about college, I actually know nothing about 529 plans. So welcome to the show, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really interested actually to learn uh, what you know about 529 plans because I'm actually very, very ignorant about those. Um, before we jump in, hey guys, you can send your catchphrases over to us on Twitter at Money Matters Man or on Facebook. We're just listening Money Matters. Today's catchphrase came from us uh, to us from a Twitter user LJE553. You know who that is, Andrew? Yeah, we're, we're like super buddies now on Twitter. Oh, are you? Yeah, we're like hanging out every day, you know, tweeting. Is that the guy who told us about the Batman quote? Yeah. Like, so, okay. He told us about that, and he also has another like ridiculous catchphrase. It's like, you know, best catchphrase ever. But uh, see what we haven't said it yet, though. No, no. It, you know, in oh. order. Dude, if I would have known that it was from Jack Nicholson's Joker, I would have said it much better. <laughs> I just hadn't seen Batman in so long. Anyway, Catherine, welcome to the show. Um, so tell us. About saving for college, I guess. What is a 529 account, and I guess why should people use that as opposed to any other investment vehicle for college savings? Well, 529 plans, they are kind of, you can kind of think of them as like a retirement account for college savings. They work very similar to an IRA where you're going to make contributions with after tax dollars, and then the money grows tax free in the account. And then it won't will not be taxed when you withdraw it as long as it's spent towards um, what's called qualified higher education expenses, which can be you know tuition, books, fees, some room and board, and um, different expenses like special needs expenses that would be considered qualified. Okay, okay. So, and do you have to when you open an account like this, do you have to name like which person that's going to benefit, or can it just be for anybody? You do have to name a beneficiary, but the nice thing about 529 plans is that you can change the beneficiary once per year. So let's say you, um, a variety of different things can happen. If you, you have your a, kids compete and every year you <laughs> exactly, change to another one. Exactly. Or if you have kids that are four years apart, maybe when the one, the oldest one graduates from college, you can then change the beneficiary to the younger one when they start college. Or if someone decides not to go to college, you can change it to another family member. You can use it for yourself. If you are a parent, and you decide to, you know, go back to school. So they're very flexible. So um, I, I know also exceptionally little about 529 plans. And in my limited research back months ago, it seemed like every state has their own, but like it wouldn't cross over to other states. I, I don't know. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're talking about, there's actually two different kinds of 529 plans. Um, there are prepaid plans, and then there's 529 college savings plans, which are the more popular versions are the college savings plans. The prepaid mm. plans might be a little more restrictive as far as like you might have to use your home state, and then you're prepaying tuition costs, like at today's prices for future tuition. So those are the prepaid plans. The more popular ones, and the um, prepaid the is not an investment like type thing. You just like literally prepay, and you have like credits for the future. 
Yeah, they work a little oh. differently. So depending, and then not every state offers those. So those are more like a case by case. There's even a private college prepaid plan that is not even has that doesn't have to do with the state. It's more for like if you want to do private colleges. Mm. But um, for the college savings plans, typically you can invest in any state's plan. Now, you might want to invest in your home state's plan because uh, 34 states will offer a, some sort of state tax break for residents who invest okay. in their home state's plan. And then actually, out of those plans, and that's including um, Washington, D.C. So out of those plans, out of those states, six are called parity states, where they're going to offer you a tax deduction for your contributions to any state's plan. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, And it, so basically you, just living in those states means you have a really good deal? Yeah, I mean, it's typically it's you have to kind of weigh everything because different plans are going to have different fees and expenses and different investment managers. So you want to make sure that everything lines up. Don't just go by the tax benefit. So when you're mm. looking for a plan, start by looking at what your home state will offer, but then do some other comparisons as far as like what kind of investment performance you're seeing and what kind of fees you're going to pay. Now, if you have one kid and you know you have high aspirations for them to go to college you've like pre-funded this plan it's like doing really well and they decide that they want to be like a starving painter and live like on a shack you know and like on the beach or something what what are you screwed now you have a million dollars in a 529 plan and like just wah wah well, there's a couple different things you can do. I mean, there might be another relative that can use the funds, or like I said, yourself, if you want to go back to school for something. But if there's really nothing, I mean, or if you just want to hang on to it in case the starving artist plan doesn't work out. Um, but if there's really no, nothing else to spend it on, what would happen is you would make what's called a non-qualified withdrawal to take your money out. And what's going to happen is you're going to be taxed, you'll get you'll incur income tax as well as a 10% penalty on the earnings portion of the account. So okay. any money that you put in, say you put in, you know, $1,000 and you had 200 in earnings, you'll get that $1,000 back because that was made with after-tax money. But you'll get yeah. taxed and penalized on the earnings portion. Oh, okay. So it okay. is very similar to how it works like in an IRA. Mm-hmm. And uh, is there any like rules like your kid didn't go to college and now you're 70 and you could just kind of like withdraw it for free or no, not at this time. <clears throat> so there's no way to like roll over a five two nine into an IRA. If no, there's... unfortunately not. Okay. But you know, I know people want that. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really convenient in case just for whatever reason, your kids decide not to go, you know, you had all that money invested. Right. So, uh, so one question I have right now is, you know, when people put money into a retirement account, they sort of take into account the number of years they have until they're probably going to retire and they sort of adjust the risk for that number of years. Do you recommend doing the same thing with the 529, say like my kid's going to college in 18 years so we can do a lot of stocks or my kid's going to college in two years. It's like mostly bonds. Is there a risk calculation that goes into it as much as retirement? Yeah, absolutely. And many of the plans offer what's called an age-based investment option, which okay. kind of does that for you. So you usually have the option whether you want to um, you know, choose your own investments or if you want to do something like this age-based portfolio where you, know, you give the age of the beneficiary and the plan itself will make the adjustments over the years accordingly by the age of the child. Okay. So it's basically like a target date retirement yep. fund, but for college. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. And you said you can 
you know, do that or invest yourself. So if you were super savvy and you wanted to put the money into, I don't know, Apple stock or whatever, um, that's also a possibility. Well, it's not that um, specific. It would be more like you can choose, you know, maybe like a conservative portfolio or a moderate, you know, different um, pre-made like portfolios. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's it's like it's basically like a uh, retirement vehicle, but maybe there's a few other restrictions, maybe mm-hmm. on what you can invest in. Because Andrew, can you invest in individual stocks within an IRA? Yeah, so my RAs have like Tesla, and I, I play with them. So okay, a little yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, um, one thing that I saw that was really cool, and I, I think it's it's new or relatively new, um, on your site savingforcollege.com, you have a college savings planner, and I didn't get to play with it, but the screenshot looks super cool. Could you tell us about it? Yeah, it is really cool. We launched that at the end of 2014. And what that does is it kind of develops this personalized college savings plan for families, you know, parents, grandparents, whoever wants to use it. And basically by putting in some inputs, it's going to generate a report for you that, um, you know, I think it's a little more detailed than what you'd normally see um, in these types of calculators, being that you're going to be able to see, you know, what you choose, what type of school you want. Maybe you want private college, public in-state school, public out-of-state school. You put in the name of your child, and it's going to generate how much you need to save. And that's based on things like how much the school, that type of school might tend to give out in grants or aid, and it will say like, well, this is how much you you might pay out of pocket. And then what it does is you go to the next step where it says, how can a 529 plan help? So then it will show you by making contributions of X dollars, you can choose, say, I want to, you know, contribute $100 a month. It will show a chart over time to show how that investment will grow. And then on top of that, you can select to compare it with either a regular savings account, which of course has really little growth, or like a mutual fund account, which might have more growth, but it is a taxable account. So in the end, usually the 529 plan will come out ahead out of those options. And then after that, you go to the next screen, and what that's going to do is show you different options of 529 plans that might be suitable for you. Okay, and are a lot of these things you can just sign up for online, or do you usually have to go through a person or a company to do it? Um, With the 529 plans, they're either direct sold, which is you just do it online yourself, or there are advisor sold plans, which are sold through, um, you know, financial advisors or brokers. And with those, you will pay a sales charge, but you know, you're going to get the professional help of an advisor. So it's really up to you. So for direct sold, does that mean you just buy it like straight from the IRS or, or the government pretty much like the state, like treasury yeah. bonds? Oh, the um, state, that's right. Yeah, the state, yeah, the state administers, administers the plan. So on our site, some of the plans that are direct sold, they'll even be a direct link where you can click enroll now and it will bring you right to where you need to go. And you just fill it out online you know, just give yourself 15, 20 minutes and you need the beneficiary's social security number. It's really simple. Okay, cool. You just pick your investment options. So one question I have right now is, since you mentioned there are different types of 529s, are there any that like limit what kind of schools the funds can be used at? Like, are there any where it's basically saying you can only use this at a public, you know, institution that's in your state or you can only use this at a private? And uh, if that's the case, is there a way to switch if, in case your student decides to go to a different kind of school? 
Well, the only one I think is that private college 529 plan that I mentioned, where it's a prepaid plan okay. for, for private colleges. And usually you can roll over your plans mm -hmm. into different plans. So. Okay. And then, for example, uh, if, if you move and you want to take advantage of like maybe your new state's tax benefit, I mean, you'd be able to roll over your old plan into the new plan without gotcha. penalty. And um, for community colleges, do they also work at community colleges too? Or does it have to be four-year places? Oh, no. They work at community colleges, trade schools, anything like that. I mean, study abroad programs. There's on our website, okay. you can find... Um, you can do a search to see if your education is listed as an eligible institution. Gotcha. And um, yeah, you just type it in, you can find it. But most are. I mean, most schools, some even foreign schools will qualify. So is it usually a case of just being accredited then? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what it is? It's if the school um, works with the federal financial aid system. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. So I'm playing with your tool now, which is actually really awesome. And it, it reminds me a lot of like the, the Betterment interface. It's, it's very sweet. Um, and one thing that I, so I'm like playing, I have like a mock daughter and, you know, you know, when she'll go to college and trying to see the, the you know, the, the price and like, holy shit, is it expensive for college? <laughs> like, I, I, I think I was very detached from reality. What, like, I guess you, you have to invest or something because these projections are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's true. <laughs> and it's, you know, what's even scarier is um, the amount that people are paying in loans, you know, for college. So it, it's definitely any, anything you can save. I mean, these 529 plans have minimum contributions as low as like $25 a month. Mm. So, I mean, maybe that won't grow to as, as much to pay for all of your college, but that's that amount you won't have to borrow. When do you recommend a parent starting? I mean, like, I do not yet have a child. Should I have already started because it's, like, so ridiculously expensive? Can I wait till they're, like, five? And then, you know, like, wh where's the sweet spot? I I'm kind of getting anxiety over this. I, I mean, I would start as early as possible. I don't know if you want to start before you actually have children unless you're 100% sure. But if, if you do want to start before you have children, you just would sign up and put yourself as the beneficiary mm. and then change it to the child's name once, they're, once they have a social security number. And if it's me as the beneficiary, does that mean I could go back to school and use my own 529 plan? Yeah, of course. Oh, cool. That's yeah, cool. And it, so you I don't mean, have to give it to someone else. No, you can use it for yourself. And there's really, um, I mean, it, say you want to go to school next year, next month. I mean, you can still collect your um, state tax deduction if they offer one. There's no time limit on that. So while, while you might not get that much investment growth in the short term, you can still get your state tax benefit. That's awesome because, you know what, if my kid is a starving painter like on the beach, <laughs> I was like, well, I had a great time in college, so I'm going back to college. <laughs> yeah. So here's the question. Can, can you use the... I guess the money from a 529 for um, room and board that isn't like campus housing. Like if you have an apartment off campus, can you use it for that too? Yeah. As long as um, you're enrolled at least half time, okay. you would um, submit the amount that the, you can use the amount that the school would charge for room and board. You'd okay. have to call the school and find out, I think it's called the room and board allowance. And that's the amount that you could use. So basically so, I mean, you can figure out what they charge for a dorm, what they charge for a meal plan, and then you could use that for groceries in an apartment. Yeah, yourself. I mean, exactly. So no, you can't go rent the fancy penthouse <laughs> and try to claim that amount, but yeah. So Andrew, 
since we were talking about retirement and everything, and you can't use it for your retirement, quote unquote, mm. be 65, go half time to community college and then quote unquote, retire on your five to nine for like a few years Dude. while also being smart and learning. There you go. And, and it covers and- like some sort of food expenses, right? Like if you're a student, you, you have to eat. So it must. Yeah. It's like, that's the room and board. Cause there's a meal plan cost. And then there's the, yeah. the, Housing ah, so, cost. So only a meal plan. So like if you went to the grocery store, they, they wouldn't like, cover. well, I think what she was saying is it, you have to figure out whatever the school would charge for the meal plan and for the dorm. And then you can sort of take that as an allowance. Ah. If you live off campus, you could do it for groceries. I was just which, trying to in figure my experience, out if, like, meal plans are expensive. Off, huh? Oh, meal plans are expensive. Yeah. Same when I went and that was a while ago. I was just curious if I'd be able to like write off beer in, in some <laughs> backwards <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> maybe so that's, a that, that's a question. If you take this allowance, um, do they require you to submit receipts to prove that you were buying groceries? Or is it just like you have $3,500 for the semester uh, to spend on living and it's assumed to be a meal plan expense? Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always safe to save records if you're going to be, you know, dealing with the IRS. Okay. So, but I mean, you're not submitting them to someone. These are just your own records. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about like laptops and, and sort of things that aren't textbooks, but are needed for school? Can you use that to buy those kind of things too? Currently, um, laptops and computers are only considered qualified if the school requires it for course okay. enrollments. They are trying to pass a bill right now, which will make them a permanent qualified expense. But as of okay. right now, your school has to require it. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. that would seem like even if the school doesn't quote unquote require it, you basically. Yeah, you know, they I guess are you, could go, I mean, <laughs> you could go to the computer lab every night and stay there till 11. But by the time I have kids and they grow up, <laughs> if computers are not required by that college, I shouldn't have picked that college. Right. <laughs> yeah. So here's a question, um, and maybe this is just like a, a case of go with your gut, but uh, how does a parent decide how much of their savings to allocate to a 529 and how much to keep for their own retirement? Yeah, I mean, re- retirement is definitely the most important and should come first because, of course, you can't take out loans for retirement. But I think the the key is to get your retirement on track and then see how much you can, how much leftover you have. Okay. And then decide what, what type of school you're looking at. I mean, there's a, a major difference in price between community college and four-year private college. I mean, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you have to assess what your family's goals are and what type of student you're saving for. I mean, are scholarships in your future, things like that. So it's... Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, I know I had to pay for pretty much all my own college through scholarships and my own savings and things like that. And with the state university, it was pretty doable i think so i'm glad my parents didn't just gut their entire savings <laughs> yeah and, yeah because i would be worried about parents thinking you know i need to save so much money for my kids school and then they just you know their kids in school they're now 10 years to retirement and they have nothing in retirement savings because they put it all to 529 yeah no we definitely don't recommend that you should definitely get your own retirement on track um I don't I don't think the kids want the parents, you know, coming back to live with them when their retirement <laughs> funds run out. So I think it's, I think everyone would agree that, you know, retirement first and then 529 plan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it probably would be just another case of talking with your kid and being like, we have this much 
you know, so choose your school wisely because this is all we can afford to help you with. Exactly. And our site has some good, some other really good tools, such as like the savings versus loans calculator, which will show you um, your 529 balance versus what you would pay in loans. So it's, you know, do you want to earn interest on your money or do you want to pay interest? It's, it's, I, th- I think it's a pretty enlightening tool. Based yeah. on the total cost, I'm sure it's like a very drastic difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I guess uh, since the, the site is, is the site just about 529s or is about all sorts of college savings? Um, it encompasses all college savings. I mean, it definitely focuses mainly on 529s, um, but there's some articles and resources about scholarships and financial aid and student loans. Um, you know, and then we also have, uh, a portion of the site for premium subscribers, which is more towards financial professionals, um, like financial advisors. And we have a huge database of all the different plans and performance and rankings for both, uh, direct sold and broker sold plans. So it's just a huge site full of good information. Gotcha. So, uh, I guess there's like one more question that I wanted to ask you before we wrap up. Is there like a, like a limit? Cause I know with, um, with a Roth, you can only put in what, like 5,000 a year, right? So is it the same with a 529 Like you only put in 5k a year or is it unlimited? Um, there's no annual contribution limits. Okay. And there's also no income limits because with a Roth, okay. it's also income. Limits. So you could be, you know, rich or poor. It doesn't matter at all. Um, there, sometimes there's lifetime limits, but those are really high. I mean, it'll be like, $400,000 roughly, you know, depending on the state's plan. But yeah, there's no annual contribution limits or income limits. Okay. Gotcha. I thought I had saw something. Oh, you know what? I was looking at something. I think there's a, there's a gift tax if you put too much in there, maybe that I saw. Yes. Yeah. The, your contributions will qualify for the annual gift tax exclusion, which right now is 14,000 per year for okay. a single person, then 28,000 for married couples filing jointly. But you could still contribute more than that, but then you will have to file a gift tax return if you do. Okay. Do you know how much a gift tax typically is? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we could just like <laughs> link to yeah. that in the show notes or something. <laughs> yeah. Save that for your um, accountant guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll just ask Johnny. <laughs> He's got like a little bit of a heads up if he listens to this episode. Cool. Well, hey, Andrew, do you have any other questions? Because I feel like I know way more about 5G. Yeah, that now. was super informative, Katie. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. And so savingforcollege.com is where you guys can go if you have any other questions about this. And we'll link to the uh, the tool in the show notes for this episode. If you've got questions about this episode or anything else money related, we are listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to get involved with the show, listenmoneymatters.com slash get involved is where you can find all of our opportunities, including just simply subscribing and rating the show, giving it a review on iTunes always helps this week's review comes from awkward tweets on itunes and she says as a 26 year old girl i didn't expect to be so entertained by a podcast with two dudes talking finance you guys are entertaining informative and just what i need to quote unquote get my shit together keep it up and hey if you want to find our favorite money management resources books we recommend all that kind of good stuff listen moneymatters.com slash toolbox is where you can go thanks for hanging out with us and we look forward to the next episode later you guys later man
tell your friends about this show. 